Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television series The Littlest Hobo, in which myself and my friend Katie watch every single episode and talk about them one by one. Even when we don't want to watch the episodes anymore, <laughs> we still watch them. <laughs> We're crazy. <laughs> On that note, let's talk about today's episode, Katie. Do we have to? <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, we do. Okay, well, it is, since you reported on last week's great episode, <laughs> it's my turn to report on this one. Uh, so, this episode aired on January 31st, 1980. Wow. Uh, so, the synopsis. Hobo befriends a down-and-out ex-vaudevillian who has been shoplifting with every intent to pay it back when she becomes a star again. So let's uh, start the episode. As so The episode starts a uh, close-up of Murph's boarding house, mm-hmm. this sign, and then we uh, get a really nice close-up of a suitcase, uh, and then a homeless woman, I'm assuming she's homeless, <laughs> Yes. climbing out of the basement window <laughs> onto the street as the hobo shows up. Uh, And she's writing in her notebook, one hand towel, a one place setting, very cheap silverware. She's very judgy for somebody who just robbed. Just robbed a boarding house. (laughs) Right. Like, okay. Uh, And uh, the hobo barks and she's like, oh my God, you blow the whistle on me and you'll be messing up one of the truly great dog lovers of all time. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this woman already. Um, Uh, Okay. Let me, I'm going to make this as, as clear as i possibly can yep i fucking hate this woman <laughs> Ooh, it's the van. and i fucking hate this episode <laughs> i'm 100 percent behind you this is by far the worst episode of oh. the littlest no i would rank this below defector below whatever the last one we just watched sam strawberry okay this is okay so i watch every episode of the Liz Hobo twice. Yep, so do I. <laughs> I could not bring myself to watch this one a second time. All right. It's just going to be a I lot of me talking. I watched it once, <laughs> and I could not stand it anymore. I cannot stand this woman, and even, like, thinking about her aggravates me. <laughs> and this makes me so sad, because this is, like, the first episode with, like, a main female character. And she is the worst. <laughs> and she is so horrible. Yes. Awful. I've never wanted someone... To get hit by a bus so badly. Right? Can we have Peggy back? Yes. So this episode is going to be uh, an interesting talk. Yes. Because I'm going to put it on par. I said last week that I hated the Sam Strawberry episode the most. This is on par. I'm going to say they're tied. It was a tough couple. I'm telling you right now, though, if (laughs) I had a choice between watching Sam Strawberry again and watching this again, I'm going to watch Sam Strawberry again. Okay. Because I don't think this episode has any redeeming qualities. It does not. No. No. Okay. So now that we've established that, (laughs) uh, I'm going to also note that she also calls the hobo handsome. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. You've got too kind a face. What is it with this it's dog? It's in the contract. Right? Did you ever hear about that gorilla that, like, all of a sudden in Japan was becoming... What? <laughs> yeah, Google it. Where are we going? <laughs> I was just thinking about it. There's this gorilla at a zoo. I think it's in Japan. And he's apparently very handsome because, like, he gets all this, like, fan art from lonely women and men about what? how gorgeous this gorilla is. <laughs> Okay. It's the weirdest thing. I feel like it's along the lines of like hobo. Hobo. Do you think London and like uh, all the rest of those dogs, like, do you think they got 
oh, like letters got letters from people who <laughs> yes. were like, "You're such a handsome dog." Absolutely. I, I I feel like they may have got letters like asking Chuck Eisenman yeah to like maybe breed. Like, I wonder if like this dog? is part of his contract is they have to mention how handsome Hobo is so that he can like jack up the yeah. price. You know. <laughs> okay, I'm glad he said jack up the price. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah definitely jack something <laughs> but like homo is yeah like it, it would make sense because right? yeah you're 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 selling flaunting this, out yeah. handsome this dog is and how intelligent and clearly is an intelligent dog oh, like yeah. to be able to act absolutely so yeah why wouldn't someone pay two three four thousand dollars for your dog to right? make a litter of puppies and absolutely it's like at least come up with new adjectives like does, other than handsome right is that the is it like specifically in the contract it must be must be handsome, handsome. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i don't know anyway. this lady lady okay. finds him handsome let's, let's keep going uh she says she's gonna go catch a train somewhere um and then she starts going on this monologue about how she's sad that vaudeville is practically dead do you know anything about vaudeville no and i okay. should have looked it up but i did so i was fine. so disgusted <laughs> that's absolutely fair um, so this is from Wikipedia, great source, <laughs> Of course, but <laughs> whatever, wasn't putting too much effort into this. Uh, a typical American vaudeville performance was made up of a series of separate unrelated acts grouped together on a common bill type of acts include popular and classical musicians, singers, dancers, comedians, trained animals, magicians, ventriloquists, strongmen, impersonators, acrobats, songs, jugglers, plays, scenes from plays, athletes, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes on to say it died in the 1930s. <laughs> When does wow. that episode take place? And then continues to say, in Encyclopedia Britannica is like, it virtually disappeared after World War II. What? So, <laughs> I guess, okay, so Gladys is this woman's name. I'm guessing she's in her 40s yeah, or she's 50s. Her, I'm going to say mid-40s, life has not been kind. Okay, yeah. so let's say she's 45. Yeah. This episode takes place, as far as we know, in 1979, 1980. That means she was born in... The 40s. Yeah, 35. Yeah. So... She started when she was four. So she started in 39, which is the start of the war. So she may have got, like, six years out of it. Yep. So she's been drifting around, (laughs) resting on her laurels... (laughs) For thirty years, I guess. So. Like she was ten and she was done. I, I see. I had questions. I was like, "Why vaudeville? Why yeah. did she have to be a vaudeville performer?" Because well, that sounds to me like vaudeville sounds to me like a variety show. Yeah, and we still have variety shows, we do. right? Like they yes. they don't tour necessarily, but I mean, variety shows were around forever. They yeah. even like the Muppets was a variety <laughs> show for television, right? Don't you dare like, put the Muppets in the same conversation yeah, as this yeah. episode. <laughs> well, it's a much better, much better series. <laughs> so much better. As far as episode to episode goes. But, the, you know, like, variety shows have been around. Yes, and they, they are have. still around. So yeah. why not just say, maybe, I don't know. Anyways. I, I just found it very interesting that they were very definitive in there. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it no longer exists. It's not a thing. <laughs> okay. We're going to keep talking about this episode. Great. It's a real slog. Okay. So she's going to go see her agent, but she's got to get lunch first. So she's going to go somewhere with Atmosphere, which is AKA like a, a deli. <laughs> a deli buffet. <laughs> yeah, a buffet deli. She goes in. She turns into, I wrote a, I do all these callbacks, a female Ben Smith. Good day to you. My friend and I are simply famished, so it's two plates 
And uh, I suggest you use the large ones over there. Okay. She gets like super verbose and like well, starts talking. Uh, well, she has been the whole time, but like very dramatic and theatrical speaking. I think what bothers me, maybe not the most about her, but what bothers me about this character is I know people who are like this character. <laughs> and it bothers me that they exist. Yeah. This like, I'm trying to use a word other than pretentious, but it is so pretentious, this actor. They you know, like put I, on like an effect when they speak, yes. right? Like they don't Hello, just talk normally. Hello, my good friend. Yeah. It is I. How <laughs> are you this evening? You know, I am a fine actress. Only the best will do. And it's like, oh, shut up. Like, <laughs> Stop it. It's a smack them. <laughs> you do. You want to. And these people do exist. And I have met them. I've done acting and I've met these people who are so serious about their quote unquote art. Uh, and I, I cannot, I cannot uh, sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I can't just, so I'm sure everyone's already realized it. But this woman has triggered me big time. I cannot. <laughs> say, I cannot. has some, uh, I has some feelings. It. I hate it so much. You take over for a minute. Okay. There's a fruit tray here. I'm going to eat some fruit. All right. You just take a deep breath. <laughs> I'll continue talking about how she starts looking at all the food, talking about all the food she wants to eat. She's It's like this food in like plastic aluminum containers like you'd get a family potluck. <laughs> the waitress or not even the waitress the cashier looks so bored like she can't even stand to be in this episode she's so bored she's <laughs> already this, had enough yeah as this woman is going on and on and on she talks about ham with pineapple and then she does the whole con woman routine where like oh no i forgot my wallet but you've already put all this food on the tray and you're just gonna have to throw it out and, blah, 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 blah. and hobo is like bitch please <laughs> he pulls her wallet out of her purse and brings it over and she's like <laughs> yeah she actually has to pay for the food oh no uh and then we cut to her and the hobo walking around she's at a store um she asks hobo to watch her bags because what are you gonna do you don't bring it in the store with you no uh so you ask a dog to look after it yeah she's headed into a jeweler's right she's headed into a jewelry store so she gets hobo to sit on the outside while she goes inside so she can steal some stuff. Yes, so she distracts the man behind the counter by asking him if she had brought a watch there to be, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'll go check. And he goes in the back. The security in this place, terrible. Yeah. Considering they have jewels. Yes. Uh, <laughs> although we learn later it's not a real diamond. No. Uh, so <laughs> she goes over to a case. Uh, it's not locked. She just, like, lifts it up. And Hobo is outside the window being like, come on. Like, I'm not helping you so you can steal stuff even though that's all she does. Oh, he goes bananas. Oh, he goes so nuts. And she blames Hobo that she has to do this because he made her spend all her money on food. On food. Yeah, she actually had to pay for that tiny family-owned deli yeah. for the food that they prepared for her. <laughs> right. And she was served. Just. Outrageous. Just How could you not love this woman? Ridiculous. Anyways, the guy comes back. He's like, nah, your watch isn't here. She's like, no, no. Uh, and she heads to the door. And <laughs> Hobo, using his super strength, yeah. <laughs> blocks the door. <laughs> super winter soldier strength. It, well, it takes two of them to open two, the door. two grown humans <laughs> to push right. this German shepherd that's so handsome. German it's shepherd. Beautiful. Away from the door so they can get out. Yeah. And uh, she they walk out. And it's not until she's halfway down the block the guy notices the ring's gone. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, she ends up at a pawn shop. Pawn off the ring. It's real weird because the guy 
this other jeweler. Oh, yes. He, he knows. knows that she's stealing the jewelry. He's not a good guy either. And he doesn't care. Um, also, he eyeballs the hell out of her. Oh, like, he does. He is looking her I was up wondering if he was like, I wonder how much, you know, yeah, 15 how bucks. desperate are you? Yeah, straight. <laughs> he was a gross man. Yeah, a wholly unlikable <laughs> character. Yeah. Is there yeah. a likable character in this episode that isn't Hobo? Um, yeah, I'm going to say actually probably one of the police officers is pretty likable. <laughs> I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I'll agree. There was, there was a line that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then, uh, oh, and she talks about how uh, she's writing everything she's stolen down so that she can one day pay them back. Yeah. So we're supposed to think she's really a good person. She's not. She's, she's a thief. She's definitely a th- She did not need to steal that ring. She clearly no. had some money yeah. for food. She's only getting $15 for this ring. Well, and we're going to find out very shortly, but she refuses to work. She does, yes. She's an actor, so yes. uh, jobs are beneath her. She's Exactly. <laughs> she could only act. That's right. all she could ever do. Just, no. She was born to act. act. <laughs> My life. Uh, okay, but first we have to talk about, she pawns off the ring. She goes to see her agent in quotation marks yes she walks into the office and does that other thing i hate where she announces herself basically yep. like instead of going over to the secretary and saying hi like my name is yep. someone's i'm here she like walks in and is like hello yeah. <laughs> like, hello <laughs> peasants <laughs> right and the secretary i like her sass she's got a lot of sass oh yeah she's, she's got great perm sassy. and a lot of sass yep <laughs> samuels comes out and he like rips into Gladys. So Gladys <laughs> is pretending that this guy is her agent. her agent. This guy is not her agent and has clearly dealt with her several times. <laughs> yes. And he basically, he rips her apart. He says, your act died with vaudeville. <laughs> like you are he, Well, the garbage. first line he says is, you crazy lady. But he yeah. says it very weirdly. Okay. <laughs> you crazy lady. <laughs> you crazy lady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he actually rips into her so harshly that even the secretary is a little bit like, whoa, man. <laughs> and I know I should feel bad, but I don't. No, I don't She at deserves all. every word. Every, every word. Uh, they do also give a shot of like the other actors sitting on the couch, and I'm like, these people? Okay. Yeah, it's just the extras. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Just all dark hair and mustaches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so this, this acting agent, yeah. yeah, just tears her apart. Yeah. And then kicks her out and she like she gets to the door and she does that thing where she's like she's crying or close to crying and she yeah. takes one last look yeah just to see everyone, if they're gonna to like see if anyone's actually looking at her yeah if anyone cares yeah um he also does say that he doesn't book dog acts <laughs> yes i was gonna say you actually have a superstar in front of you but it's fine yeah, whatever <laughs> he's with this girl so yeah. yeah uh and i don't know if you caught the next scene where she's walking around outside she mentions that he's 23 she knows she is a stalker yeah <laughs> she knows how old this well, man no, is because then she mentions that he's the son okay maybe i got this wrong because i wasn't okay. that son of her like performing partner maybe i'm making this up i thought her performing partner was her dad well, she says Gates and Gates. Gates and Gates. But she also mentioned she's known this kid since he was a kid. Like, she's known him. Oh, maybe I missed him. that. I maybe she... I'm way off. <laughs> we'll I thought fact she was just me. ranting about how old he is, like how young he is. Yes. And how he and doesn't, doesn't know anything about anything. And I mean, he's 23 years mm-hmm. old and he's running an acting agency. Right? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's like... He's got a secretary. He's got a room full of guys with mustaches. <laughs> he's on the up and up. He is. You're the crazy lady stealing stuff. You freaking klepto. Like, God, I can't stand her. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> well, this is where Hobo shows her a waitress wanted sign and Gladys goes on her rant about how she can't. She's Gladys Gates. Then we have to get to the cops who are talking to the jeweler. And <laughs> I do enjoy these cops. I don't know if you notice at this point, the, guy, the jeweler is describing what happened and says she had this dog with her. The one cop says to the other cop, dog, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Good police work there. It's too bad he didn't have a CB nearby so he could mumble some stuff into it. <laughs> like, they don't even say, like, German Shepherd. Just dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> she had a dog. Just dog. Yep. We'll find her on that. Mm-hmm. Woman with a dog. <laughs> the only one in Toronto. Well, essentially, yes, because that instant they see her. They spot her. She returns to the scene of the crime. God, she's so dumb. And the cops literally just walk up behind her yep. and arrest her. Yep. And she yells, this is where she yells, yes. you can't, I'm Gladys Gates of Gates and Gates, songs, dances, and witty sayings. Yes. She doesn't say a single witty thing this whole episode. No. Uh, so I'm assuming the other Gates is the witty saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is he? He's dead. <laughs> Probably. And then the cop, I know this is the, this is the line. This line did make me laugh a yeah. little. Uh, he says, I'm Officer Lorenzo of the 23rd Division. School crossings, crowd control, and robbery. I'm Officer Lorenzo of the 23rd Division. School crossings, crowd control, and robbery. <laughs> That's like, what a combo. That's awesome. I was like, this is of... my likable character. Yes, he is likable. He's got a little little joke there. Yep. I think robbery is his bread and butter. Like, he's yeah. trained for that. Yeah. And then they just kind of gave him the other stuff. Like, robberies are very rare in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, I guess you're going to do school crossings. <laughs> yeah. Like, He's probably pretty sharp because he has to deal with kids all day. That's true. Your kids are sharp. Like, you've got to be on your toes. I was going to say, like, I don't want to deal with children. No, so. he's probably real witty. They probably love that guy. <laughs> they probably do. Yeah. He seems like the kind of cop who'd, like, get to know their names. Yeah. And, like, you know, be their what real... What kind of dog they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to the police station. Gladys is still going on about her act. Like, she oh, never shut up. stops. Just talking. Uh, and then I wrote Columbo notices her because <laughs> he's got like the trench coat and the hat. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a guy who's at the police station talking to one of the cops. Um, he recognizes her and he kind of follows them. His name is Peter O'Brien. He's a reporter with The Times. The Times. So we don't know where this is because it's just The Times. The Times. <laughs> yes. And he knows Gladys because he was overseas. And he saw her come through with the USO. So yeah. clearly she was, I guess, doing okay at some point. Oh, Although, I assume she was. Yes. He does say the line, a couple of guys that will never forget you. Or There's something a couple the of line. thousand guys, guys that will, will never, never forget, forget you, you, Miss Gates. Gates. And he says it in a way that implies it's not about her act. No. Uh, <laughs> so O'Brien tries to convince the cops to give her a break. But the, the lieutenant wants to handle this one personally. Yes. He's going to throw the book at her. Like, has he been trying to catch her forever? It seems like they I just... I got that feeling that maybe maybe they've had reports. She's clearly stolen some things mm-hmm. around the area, and she is a very easy person to describe. It's so very easy. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I get the feeling that maybe Lieutenant... Uh, what's his name? Lieutenant... Walker. Lieutenant Walker has heard of her before. Yes. And is, at this point, ready to just shut her down <laughs> well he clearly has no time for her because they bring her into his office he gives her one look asks is she the right one they go yes he says booker that's it yeah. booker. for somebody who wants to handle this himself i no. guess that's handling it personally no he gets to say booker yeah. <laughs> she gets all like crazy and won't leave yes. uh and she's just going on and on walker turns his head around and tells lorenzo that she better be gone when he looks up or they're gonna have to book 
Book them for murder. Book them for Either murder. Either hers or yours, Lorenzo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she still won't go. <laughs> She's still not leaving. Uh, and then O'Brien speaks up and Walker finally realizes O'Brien is there. I don't know if maybe he was just ignoring him like a petty child because they clearly hate each other. Yes. Because uh, Walker walks out into the bullpen yelling, if anyone knows what this O'Brien is doing here, he said to shoot him on sight if he ever stepped foot in here again. He does this weird rant. Yeah. And then back into the office. <laughs> and this is when Gladys... Dumb, dumb Gladys tries to defend herself by handing over her notebook of all the things she's stolen. She's going to pay them back, so it's not stealing, so they shouldn't book her for shoplifting. She's going to pay them back. That is the worst defense. That's not how the law works. No, (laughs) not at all. And Walker just laughs. He's thrilled. Yeah, and he should be. (laughs) He says he has enough here to put her away for 30 years. Well, I mean, they start in the 60s. Uh, is the early yeah. is the date he so starts like reading, almost twenty years of of thieving. Yes, just meticulously, right. meticulously recorded town. <laughs> yeah. All your thefts. Yeah, thank you. Uh, O'Brien still tries to defend her, and did you catch the lieutenant's response? <laughs> so O'Brien's trying to defend her, and the lieutenant goes him out yeah. her, her bookie. Lorenzo, <laughs> him out her. What? <laughs> Where did that it's come pretty from? Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like this lieutenant has been on the job too long and yes. he's gone a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like him. <laughs> I kind of do too. Uh, so then we get a scene of the hobo stealing the notebook uh, and leading the cops on a chase through the streets. He hides the notebook. <laughs> we They catch the hobo, but then the lieutenant is like, there's no notebook. It can't be the same dog. <laughs> Even though he is very handsome. Super handsome. Must be a lot of handsome dogs in town. Yeah, handsome dog invention. <laughs> right. I guess that agent really is doing dog acts. Yeah. It's just so strange that he's like, can't be the same dog. No. Yeah, I, I was rooting for the police on this I one. Know, right? I don't often root against the hobo, Yeah. but I was rooting against the hobo. Yeah. Uh, but so they leave Hobo and they don't even try and find the notebook. Nope, they just they give up. Peace out. Yeah. Uh, and so Hobo sees a newspaper truck at the back open. He jumps in. There's a guy who's like filling up the newspapers or like, I don't know what he's doing because he's not in the truck and the truck drives away and he's not like, oh no, my truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just looks at the dog in the yeah, back of the truck drive. Yeah. and goes like, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we cut to the times where um, Hobo gets in the office he leads them on a bit of a goose chase around the office uh and then goes and finds o'brien and hands him the notebook yeah you tell him just like whipping through this <laughs> okay yeah no, it's uh, okay. <laughs> so then o'brien heads back to the lieutenant's office and he's gonna blackmail him being like i can write a story that's either like you idiots you lost some evidence or whatever or i can write a story about how you're so magnanimous in letting this poor woman i don't understand I don't get it. this at all because so yeah, he O'Brien basically goes to Lieutenant Walker and he's like, I can write one of two stories. I can write a story about how, you know, you guys are kind hearted and you mm-hmm. gave this old woman another chance. Or I could write a story about how you were thwarted by a puppy dog. To which I wanna ask, in what way was he thwarted by a puppy dog? They still have her for theft. Right? Like right? that's they still have a witness. They have a witness. They yeah. have her like she's at the scene of the crime. <laughs> right. They have her for theft. And I'm willing to bet if they take Oh, maybe a week, and they do a little bit of investigating. They're going to find Murph's boarding school. <laughs> yeah. They're probably going to get the report from the deli. They don't yeah. have them already. Gonna they're going to the... find more thefts. They're going to find that pawn shop guy, and he's going to flip 
no problem. Oh yeah, he's gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna squeal. Like, oh no, I didn't know this stuff was stolen. Oh <laughs> yeah, I've already sold it all, but yeah, it's definitely her. Like with any kind of legwork, yeah, the police could shut her down. Maybe not for thirty years, but they could definitely put her away for a couple. Absolutely, right? enough yes. that she's not a problem. You know, Walker gets his justice. So I don't understand O'Brien's approach at all because they have her cold for theft. Additionally, how are they going to pay that jeweler back? Right. Like when he goes, hey, what happened to that woman who stole that ring from me? And they're yeah. like, oh, we let her go. Yeah, because that is what they do. Yeah. They let her go because <laughs> we get the Hooray. scene. Yay. O'Brien is talking to her, Gladys, as they walk down the street. He tells her to stop stealing because she's like immediately like, I need to get back to work. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, no, don't. St- I gotta go steal some stuff. <laughs> right? He's like, don't do that. Uh, and she's like, well, I need a job. And he's like, you have 48 hours to get a job or you're going to be arrested for vagrancy by Walker. Uh, and then they have a little discussion. He's trying to convince her to take a job. because uh, so. And then he tells her about all these like famous people who were discovered like shoe shining. Yeah, there was she was a shoe shine. And he was singing to <laughs> like himself. Waitresses. And, yeah, like, and somebody noticed, and now they're a star. Yeah, star baby. Trying to <laughs> glamorize. Yeah, you know. And she's on board. She's like, oh yeah, you know what? That's totally true. Like ah, you're right. Uh, and so Hobo pulls her over to the waitress sign that was is still there, uh, and she's like, maybe the road to stardom is paved with dirty dishes. So then we cut to a very busy restaurant. The maitre d' is taking reservations while standing in a corner next to a wall, next to a staircase. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Have you ever worked in a restaurant? No, I haven't. Okay. I have worked in restaurants. Yeah. Why was, where, why is the maitre d' there? Like that is, n- <laughs> yeah. like, you should clearly be at the front door. Not <laughs> like, this restaurant. Right. No. He's just casually against a staircase. This like, is a restaurant uh, run by mad people. It's. Insane. not only did they hire Gladys, they kept Gladys. They did. They let a dog sit at the table. With with O'Brien, who has a pint of beer. It's actually kind of a fun shot. (laughs) Like all these people sitting around, and then they have the round little tables with a cloth over it, and there's O'Brien with the hobo, and he like (laughs) cheerses the hobo. (laughs) He does. It's like somebody appreciates me. Sitting on the chair, like like a person. He's totally like very casual. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so it's busy. And then there's a piano player there, and he starts you know, tickling the ivories, and he's like, Gladys, come sing. <laughs> and so she gets up on stage all happy and sings, Give My Regards to Broadway. She cannot sing. Yeah. Well, because the hobo doesn't like it. He's gone oh, like, he's, a few he's, lines yeah. in. Yeah. He's like, bye. Yeah. Can't, can't listen to this. Leaves O'Brien <laughs> with the bill. Yeah. And, yes, so that is this episode. Uh... We know how Stefan feels about it. We know how I feel about it. It's not great. So Hobo Harm. Skip it. Skip it. Just don't watch this. Hobo Harm, zero for physical violence, nine for psychological torture. Very nice. (laughs) Yep. Yourself? Uh, Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hobo Fight? Uh, Gladys versus uh, Registered Insane Asylum. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, So mine takes a bit of explanation. (laughs) Okay. So... I said Walker versus Nicolas Cage in Bad Lieutenant. Okay. Have you ever seen Bad Lieutenant? No. It's Nicolas Cage as a cop. Yeah. Who just does the weirdest ranting, like, and just suddenly bursts into, like, strange yelling, as Nicolas Cage does. He jumped over three linebackers in midair. He sprouted antlers like a gazelle. <laughs> like an elk. <laughs> he landed again. He ran, ran, ran. He scored a touchdown. <laughs> That's a crack talker. Right. Uh, just like Walker did in the bullpen. Okay. So. 
Those two. All right. <laughs> I can enough. have at it. <laughs> so that's all I have to say about this episode. Stefan, any last thoughts? <laughs> Don't watch it. It's real bad. <laughs> so bad. It's, uh, yeah, skip this one. This is by far the worst episode of Littlest Hobo so far. Defectors looking better every day. Every day. Only because the competition is, is yes. pretty awful. Yes. Um, I'm going to find who wrote this episode. Oh, you should. I should have done that. Yeah. search and see who wrote it and see what other episodes they wrote. Wait, let me look it up right now. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Barbara Holleran. Okay. Let's see. Barbara. Should read anything else? <laughs> it's going to be like Defector and like all the She's episodes. She's written a like. bunch of episodes of Hobo. Okay. Give My Regards Broadway is the first. Okay. We have a few more coming in the 80s though. Okay. So. Look forward to that. We'll have to keep her in mind. Yeah. And then in from 95 to 97, she was a writer on the show Once Upon a Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all she The classic. <laughs> I actually did watch that show as a kid. Oh, did you? Oh, sure did. I have no idea. <laughs> Hammy the Hamster. Nope. There's a guinea pig with a car. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your childhood. Sounds amazing. It was pretty amazing. Not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she really has done that that okay yes great all right any any last uh thoughts on this episode nope just gonna end it just end it okay let's put (laughs) it out of this misery (laughs) okay all right let's just uh wrap this up (laughs) well until we meet again hop on that train fellow hobos and we'll see you at the next stop i've been stefan and i've been katie take care of yourselves folks avoid this episode at all costs all costs (laughs) the horror (laughs) 